Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. All right, so I'm not an actor. Um, <clears throat> so I don't really feel like I can judge this, but I'm going to anyway. This is the Colleen and Bradley show. I was going to say, you're not, you, we're not celebrities either, but we judge them all day Thank long. You. My Talk 1071 streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. So um, you know who Martin Freeman is, right? He's like I Frodo do. from The Hobbit or something. Of course. What? You just said that as though, like, that was, like, a throwaway thing, and he's also many other things. He's an actor. But did he really play Frodo? He played... I always get Frodo and Bilbo. He played Frodo. Yeah, No, he played, he, he played Bilbo, right? In oh, the Bilbo, but Frodo... Anyway, he's a guy. He's an actor, and he's a very Frodo's successful actor. He also played Watson. Yeah, that's the one that mm-hmm. I think a lot of people would remember him to from. To Benedict Cumberbatch, Sherlock Holmes. Correct. So, no, because no, Frodo is, what's his name? That's Elijah Wood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So he's Bilbo. Yeah. Well, uh, the young Bilbo in Hobbit. Martin Freeman uh, is, he was on the Off Menu podcast and he was talking about Jim Carrey and his method acting on the set of. The movie Man on the Moon. Now, do you remember? I I don't know if you remember that time of life, um, but it was in the late 90s. Yeah. When they filmed Man on the Moon, which is the story of Andy Kaufman, the very famous uh, comedic actor who was a little off the wall. And Jim Carrey played played the role in his in the in the biopic. And he decided to go completely method. And Martin Freeman basically was like, it was B to the S. The whole experience, Mm -hmm. it was as bad, if not worse, than what you imagine. Because Jim Carrey, and we all heard rumors about this, um, he wouldn't even respond to his own name. He would only respond to the name Andy Kaufman on the set. He... um, uh, Well, here, I'll, I'll use Martin Freeman's words. He said, for me... And I'm genuinely sure Jim Carrey is a lovely and smart person, but it was the most self-aggrandizing, selfish, bleeping, narcissistic. Uh, can we say the word that they say? I'm, it's a B word. It's a British B word. Yeah, err on the side of caution. I'm gonna rhymes uh, with schmollocks. There you go. I have ever seen. He said the idea that anything in our culture would celebrate that or support it is deranged. Literally deranged. Um, and he basically, basically what he's saying is like, it was a waste. It was a, it was a selfish, self-centered, obnoxious display, uh, the way he went completely method. And he was a capital J jerk on the set of Man in the Moon. 
I remember when that was going on mm-hmm. thinking the way people talked about it was like this was like a stroke of brilliance on Jim Carrey's behalf. And I remember thinking, I don't think that works. Why so? Well, I just don't. I mean, again, I'm not an actor, but I'm going to judge it. Yeah. That's what we do. I just, I feel like that is like the the thing that you should be focusing your energy and attention on as an actor is the role you're playing when you're playing the role. And what makes an actor an actor is that they are acting, not trying to transform themselves like when the lights go off when they yell cut you have to go back to living your own life yeah i like i honestly um i don't disagree with any of that and uh i think that that particular behavior is more than just this is a thing that i think the world is not uh doesn't allow this behavior as much as we used to in the sense that i think a lot of i don't this is not a conversation about method acting because I honestly don't know what that means other than like sort of, you know, just the like stereotype that we have of it. Like mm-hmm. I'm just going to be in character all the time. Maybe it's as simple as that. There's probably a philosophy and a great history and a total purpose. And, you know, scholars and students of will appreciate and be able to practice in their own space. Thank you. But in terms of this particular story mm-hmm. about this particular actor in this particular movie and the things that Martin Freeman was saying, this seems like it's just ego allowed to run unfettered, which right. is something that was allowed in Hollywood up until very recently, wherein if you were a successful actor, if you were the top bill, if you were the one who was allegedly driving ticket sales, right, uh, as the perception of... Um, you know, the the people funding everything in Hollywood dictated like you were just allowed to be kind of a jerk, mm-hmm. you know, or disrespectful of other people's space and um, work. And just like in general, you were allowed to sort of like run amok because you were Jim Carrey. Right. Like, I don't think any other person on that film who chose to to be their character in a method way would be allowed to do that. And and he basically said as much, uh, not necessarily about other people on that set, but he said, Martin Freeman said of Jim Carrey and his method acting uh, in the movie Man on the Moon, he said, can you imagine if he had been anybody else? He would have been sectioned, let alone fired. He would have been gotten rid of. It's the ridiculous leeway given to some people. In other words, because he was Jim Carrey, because he was the Mm -hmm. name that was attached to the top. It's exactly what you were saying. He was allowed to be a jerk. And and in in some ways, kind of abusive to the people around him. But think about all the other men who, and I I pick on men particularly, because I think that's probably the predominance of the examples who've exhibited that behavior. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then had an excuse to stand behind. Mm-hmm. And that's, in his case, exactly what Martin Freeman is saying. is like, he shouldn't get a free pass for that. You know what it also made me think of? This is, just go with me. It made me think of the, the fact that Rebel Wilson very recently made it sound like she was going to go all method. And that's why she was oh, leaving social media. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah. Which, again, so sometimes I think people hide behind this. You're right. It probably, well, it definitely is a real technique. It's a real acting technique that real actors have employed, and it has probably... And it probably has very definitive boundaries, right? Right. Like, I don't think it gives you carte blanche to be a complete 
uh-huh, mm-hmm. to people. It just is a way to keep you in character uh, so that you are fully immersed in the experience of the character that you're trying to portray. But I don't think I don't think that a person who is, you know, embodying a method acting role just gets to go on unchecked. Yeah, I I think it's also a power move. Again, I think this is very typical of behavior of probably mostly men um, at a very specific, you know, socioeconomic status. And this is acting, but I imagine it crosses like industries wherein I'm of a certain accomplishment level. Like I've achieved a certain level. Mm -hmm. So I'm allowed to behave in such a way that no one else is because I have achieved a certain level of success. And my disrespect of my fellow humans is actually my talent, right? right? Like it's so, I mean, I may be reading too much into it, but I I do think this sounds very familiar to like, think of, think of who were we just talking about who was basically like held to account for the first time ever in his career, the director, producer. Oh, Scott Rudin. Yeah. Yeah. Like think about all the behavior that people just looked the other way uh, at because they were like, well, it's Scott Rudin. Yeah. I mean, Harvey Weinstein. Right. That that you get you get a free pass because of the space you occupy in Hollywood. Um, And and it is it is it is a fully ego centric uh, behavior. Yeah. Also, I would like to be the bit role person who shows up on set to be like waitress number four. Who's method. Who goes method on that. Yeah. Doesn't happen. Can I take your order? No. Yeah. (laughs) I want to take your order. But you're not a waitress. (laughs) Uh, but you know what? Here's the other thing. I, to be fair, generally don't love Jim Carrey. I think that's, but again, I think that's because well, of probably, what you perceive. I mean, I'm not going to speak for no, you, but, but right. I agree with you in the sense that I used to love, there was something about Jim Carrey that I loved. Yeah. And then it became less enjoyable. Because it appeared that it had gone to his head, perhaps. There is an unpredictability of him that I appreciated in the early years. But you're right. When when it then gets mixed with the ego, there's a show. I think it's on HBO Max. I'm sorry. I, this is going to be terrible. I think it's about the comedy store. Is oh, this ringing on, bells? That's on Showtime. It's on Showtime. Mm-hmm. Okay, my husband was watching it and I watched a little bit of it. Um, and it involved Jim Carrey talking about his time at the comedy store. And he told two very interesting stories that told me everything I needed to know about Jim Carrey. Um, you know, he's, I think he has a really brilliant comedic mind and he understands comedic timing, but also doesn't understand um, social graces. So, for example, and these were things that were funny at the time, but now it's like trying that on the Jim Carrey that we know now. There was one time that he went and hid in the belly of a grand piano until the end of the night and then came out for the bows, basically. Because he just didn't like the way that the audience was treating him. And yeah. so it was like a three hour long punchline wow. that then he showed up later again. And then there was another time that when they went out to take bows at the end of the day, at the end of the shows at the comedy store, he showed up on stage naked with a, just a sock. Also, he stole the bit from the bird hot chili peppers. Exactly. Or they stole it from him. Who knows? In any case, and he was very proud of himself for that. Yeah. And I thought that is that is the Jim Carrey as yeah. we see well, him that, now. That behavior was rewarded up until yeah. very recently. So yeah. I don't think I don't think a Jim Carrey would be allowed. Now there are gonna be uh, 
different examples of behavior that probably shouldn't be encouraged, but will because a person achieves a certain amount of success. But mm-hmm. um, I don't think that level of of um, abuse disguised as talent will, you know, be allowed. Yeah. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, speaking of abuse disguised as talent, we're going to talk about Kirstie Alley. Oh, God. After oh, this on God. My Talk 1071. Um, Kirstie Alley is oh, around, God. and she's a thing. Uh, this is the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, who has been blocked on Twitter by Kirstie Alley. Along with all of us. True. I think. Are we Holly. allowed to? You no, haven't I'm been not blocked, blocked yet. I tried. Don't get blocked. Do it during the segment. I, I promise it's easy. Oh my gosh. If you could do it by the end of this segment, I would be impressed. <laughs> Feel free but to embark on you that do mission. Because uh, I don't know. Uh, here's the thing she's a mess. You guys know that Kirstie Alley is a mess. I don't even need to talk about her political comments, which she made a lot of recently uh, to make that point. Um, she claims she was ostracized in Hollywood. I will tell you. And she says because of her political beliefs, I will tell you why that is not the case. Also, she says some really damaging stuff about depression and psychiatry. No. And it's frankly dangerous. Mm-mm. And uh, frankly, there's a theme. And let's get to that theme. So. Um, she was on a program and on that program, she talked about how she was, cause you know, there's all this, you know, there's all that stuff going on about stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Politics stuff, stuff about stuff, but she was on this program and she's like, um, she said that, uh, you, you can't be politically outspoken. Um, because if you are basically, you're going to be ostracized in the acting community. And she says she no longer has and he, she used to have tons of celebrity friends on social media. Now she has like three. And she's like, I don't think I'm, you know, because, uh, you know, my friends will say things to me. And I'm like, I just think I'm stupid for saying what I believe. Because, like, if you say what you believe, people are just going to, you know, like, run away from you. Right? Like, that's her argument. But you don't even have to get to all that politics stuff, you guys. You just have to get so far as what, Colleen? Uh, Scientology. Scientology. Like maybe those people started because she says after she made some comments about who she was going to vote for for president that that's when people started to leave her. And I was like, girl, I don't think you understand. Most of those people ran in the other direction when you started saying some really uncomfortable things about um, Scientology and people that were disagreeing with you about Scientology. Yeah, they had their go bags packed (laughs) when you brought Xenu in. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
to the conversation. Exactly. <laughs> but it's that misdirection. Like, see, that's the self-reflection I don't think she has. Mm-mm. And it's, it's a common behavior, right? It all is, comes back to, um, you know, the enemies of, the perceived enemies of Scientology. Which is essentially anybody who doesn't subscribe to Scientology. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I, I'm not even, I don't even want to read the words because she's just so unnecessarily divisive about uh, stuff. But, but on that point, I would say, girl, we don't even, we don't even get to the level of politics because there are people who believe different things and that's a whole separate conversation. But I, I firmly believe that most of the things that she, the consequences that she feels she's suffered have probably been more about her being very strident in her views on Scientology at a time when it has become incredibly controversial. It's not to say that you can't be a Scientologist or you're not allowed to have whatever beliefs you want. It's at a time when that organization has been deemed very controversial. Hollywood abhors controversy, um, especially when the controversy is surrounding things like human rights, Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, human rights abuses, um, and some really, really awkward things that we can get to and problematic things about mental, mental health. health. Exactly. Which is exactly where I was going to go with it. And the thing about Kirstie Alley is uh, and you can it, it doesn't matter what she's talking about. You can hear her delivery method, which is essentially gaslighting. It's like, I'm right. You're wrong. Um and it's it it is it will turn a person right off. She went on to say the reason I go to um, a psychiatrist is because, or the reason I don't go to a psychiatrist. I was going to say, wow, that's no, flip the script that, right that there, work, right? The reason I don't go to a psychiatrist is because in their bag are the drugs. That's the main way they treat people. I just want someone to go like, what's going on? Blah blah. Find out about it. You aren't really allowed to say these things in the very liberal community because they think you're, what you're saying is stigmatizing mental illness. Because but what you're doing you are, is stigmatizing mental illness. Uh, she said you are. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what I'm here to say. I don't think you're mentally ill if you're depressed. Okay. Okay. Is that so, backed up by science I, at all? Yeah, I was just going to say that's the. Ooh. She went on to say that and part then, of the shame of the word Scientology is that it also includes the word science, which makes you think at first blush that they might know a thing or two about science. They don't. Yeah, in science uh, in Scientology in Scientology, um, she goes on to talk about how Scientology is better for handling depression than drugs or psychiatry and i'm like don't you see right now oh then she went on this whole thing about how um smoking marijuana is a gateway um to heroin and she has a lot of views about drugs and uh mental illness which i would not consider to be based in science yeah and i think again if you think people are running in the other direction from you maybe it's not about your political beliefs right and maybe it, it's about your lack of science beliefs and there's also a lack of awareness that what she's doing is sharing her opinion and yeah. not facts which is what her friends were doing on twitter when yeah. they unfollowed her thank you when we come back on the colleen and bradley show celebrities behaving badly we call them d-bags, d-bags. we'll tell you about them after this on my talk 1071 behaving badly. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. Hello. And uh, we have a name for these celebrities behaving badly. That name is... Uh, D-Bag! 
Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Yes. I'm not even going to say this person's name because he doesn't deserve our attention. Um, but he is apparently a very popular morning show DJ. Oh my God, I'm so glad you're doing this story. Thank you. I just was telling Holly about this guy. Were you? Yes. Um, he's a very popular morning show DJ in the Massachusetts area. And he stormed off the job, his actual job, yesterday because he was told by his program director not to make jokes about Demi Lovato who recently used her social media platform to announce to the world that she identifies as non-binary. He was going to make jokes about it, and his program director said, no, you won't. And so he said, I'm not going to work today. And he marched off. And that is... Why he's my D-bag. And that, and is, that why... is why he's my D-bag. Okay. So he said some a... stuff that I don't even want to say, but go on. Um, so, and I don't know if you saw the follow-up to this, but he's back today. Oh, great. So he took a day off, went out and played some golf, thought about mm, it. Yeah. Thought to himself, you know, I don't want to let down my teammates like this. So I'm just going to go back to work. Um, can I tell you what's really infuriating? Please. About this story? Yeah. And I almost said something about this. I was going to like, I was going to say something about this on social media. And I was like, no, because social media is not adult enough to handle this conversation. No, and social media is a little bit of a dumpster fire. Yeah. So, but here's the thing. Here's what happened. You know this. I know this. And this is the thing that I thought of why I'm probably just not going to say anything about it. And now I'm saying something about it. For most hey, welcome. people. That's how I roll. <laughs> most people um, aren't aware of how this works. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is the morning show formula and what they're, what he did was to me a very specific thing, which was to create a controversy Mm -hmm. and get attention, which is a behavior that uh, shows of a certain style Mm -hmm. stripe uh, ill. Mm-hmm. decade mm-hmm. like it's yeah. just a behavior this is a totally common behavior for a morning show to be like oh look drama like how many times have we seen a story like morning radio hosts stick foot in mouth and mm-hmm. uh now things happen no! oh like i'm sure that was totally not planned at all right. i like oh and he's back on the job today okay <laughs> so and so to me here's what i think mm-hmm. that he used people yeah to make his own point, mm-hmm. um, like so, he used a community, yep, mm-hmm. for a stunt, yep, um, and then framed it in such a way that he was a victim, correct, to get attention, yep, which is currency in his world, mm-hmm. and then nothing happened. And if you read the actual story, which I know you did, but for the listener who hasn't read this story. Nobody said, you can't do this. We are turning your microphone off. They said, don't like, don't be a jerk. Basically. Yeah. Right. Don't like, be have a, a heart. Like what you are saying is offensive. Yeah. Don't be a jerk. Nobody said, as according to the story that I read and I wasn't there, but my impression is that like anybody who has a responsibility when they turn on a mic, he uh, abrogated that responsibility. Yeah. 
He threw that out the window. It was disrespectful. Just because you have a microphone doesn't mean if somebody tells you to not say something, you're being muzzled. Right. Right? Right. But because of the world we live in, everybody is ready to pounce and say, he was trying, he was stopped for trying to say something. It's no free speech. Mm-hmm. Like all that stuff. So he lit a match. He yelled fire in a crowded room. Mm-hmm. And there were consequences as a result. And yet wants to feel like he was a victim. Right. Because he knowingly yelled. It's like he yelled fire in a crowded theater and got trampled and then is blaming people for trampling him. Because here's the fact, right? Um, We who have microphones in our face actually can say whatever we want into the microphones. Yeah. I can do anything I want into this microphone. However, I do answer to people who have entrusted me with this job, who have entrusted all of us. To make good choices about what we put into this microphone and amplify out, right? So, yes, I am. I have the ability to make whatever sounds I want with my mouth into the microphone. However, I have a I have a I have a agreement with the people that I work for who employ me that I'm going to be responsible about that. And he didn't want to be responsible about that. Yeah. And he's mad about it. Well, also, and to your point, he's turning himself into the victim of the story. And he's using other people to do that, which is like the most shameful right. thing. Like if you had like a thoughtful conversation to have about um, gender, great. I don't think that's probably the way he frames this conversation. And if you read uh, like the uh, transcript of what he said, you're it's it's what what's the phrase we like? To say BS is so obvious. Oh, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. Yeah. You are trying to get attention, sir, and we see you. And you know, uh, sure, there's going to be a bunch of people on social media who will think that you are exhibiting some sort of grievance that they can pile on with. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to actually read the story, then you would understand that this was probably just a big fat stunt, like so many. Yeah, uh, really like quickly trying to set off a stink bomb. What? Who would do that? <laughs> Although that that didn't actually get very well thought out anyway. Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. But I do just want to read some of his words, not all of him, all of them. But one of the things he did say was, uh, "Today was uh, today I was anti wokeness, and I can't do that." What? So basically, what I'm told is I can talk about light, funny things, but I can't do what I really want to do, which is just be a funny comic and tell it like it is. What he says is, I can't just say whatever I want without any responsibility. Uh, Which, hi, welcome to the world. That's the world we live in. You know, it's funny because when I read his words, and by the way, I just want to say, because you might be like, oh, this young buck. No, he's 71 years old. No, this is a dude. AKA old enough to know better, who's been in the business for quite some time. Yeah. Um. And those gives, words gives people. Oh, never mind. When my kids were little, and I would say, "You know what? Don't do that. That's not socially acceptable in this moment." Those wouldn't have been the words that I would have used, but I would have said, "No, don't do that." They would say the following words to me all the time: "I just want to do what I want to do," and that's what he's saying. Yeah. I just want to do what I want to do, yeah. and I don't want to have the world any is changing, man. That's not how we do things. I used to be able to say whatever I wanted. No. Well, yeah, you actually did. And that was part of the problem. Right. And we're trying to grow. And not only that, you don't got to believe anything. You just have to be nice. Right. You Like if if comedy is being a jerk. Mm-hmm. That's not comedy. That's right. being a jerk. Right. And you're just lazy. And you because think there's something funny. funny about picking on, um, you know, I mean, Demi Lovato will be fine. 
But yeah, but you know, the, you know the, the community the, yes. that um, Demi Lovato represents now, based on that story from yesterday or the day before, those are people. Yeah. All right. I'm glad we had that moment. I'm. I am too. I'm glad you brought that for us. Who's your D bag? Very thoughtful of you. Who do you want to call a name? <sighs> the globe. <laughs> The globe? The world? The whole no. world? Oh, boy. Most well, days. I mean... I don't know. Turn on the news. No! The tabloid. The globe. Because of this story about a desolate Kanye West, who's well over 300 pounds now... What? ...since leaving Kim Kardashian, who used to curb his gobbling. What? Okay, what? So, <laughs> Kim Kardashian curbed Kanye's gobbling? Yes. According to <laughs> the globe tabloid, they reported this week that... The dumped and desolate Kanye West has friends worried because he's eating himself into the grave with wild food binges. Oh my gosh. The 43-year-old rapper has apparently been indulging in junk food to comfort himself after six years because his wife used to prevent his... Well, it, it says, quote, oversee Kanye's gobbling. Which oh my gosh. I'm assuming it's a British turn of phrase. Uh, he's demolishing a gut-busting 6,000-calorie meal one after the other. One of them leaving him just 30 pounds heavier than he was after filing for divorce. I just... I mean, this is so ludicrous. This is so dumb. Can I, I just love just, the notion of Kanye West just sitting on the couch like... <laughs> I also just love this Gossip Cop article that you've brought to the table, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, the photograph that they've chosen to go along with this is one of... It's Kanye West, and it's clearly Kanye West in performance. Yeah. But... If I were to do an audio representation of what they've captured, it's him being like, oh, I'm so I'm full. I'm so full. I've been eating so much. By the way, the gossip cop is just telling us that this is a load of trash. Right, right. Um, Because I think actually the globe is behind a paywall, which is fine. But anyway, the, um, it's lies. Stop it. <laughs> if he wants to eat his feelings, he Let can. Him. Yeah. Let Nobody's him. business but kind What else is going on out there in Wyoming? Exactly. He's uh, without Kim telling him to stay away from fried food 24 7 and curb his habit of eating late at night. Kanye's on the loose, eating whatever he chooses. God, okay. This also, I just like cannot handle this trope of like this man now without the the woman to keep him organized and in line. He's just left to his own devices. And how does, I mean, you know, who's going to do his laundry? And like he's just sitting around shopping for yeah. me. He can't cook for himself. You know that. Who? So he has to get the Kentucky I mean, Fried Chicken going involved. going to make him a sandwich. <laughs> so ridiculous. Maybe, oh, I don't know. Maybe the 20 people on staff. Right. That he's paying hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Thank you to the Globe for thinking we're idiots. Bye. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, oh look, more D-bags. We've got a D-bag double down after this on My Talk 1071. Now, now to bring you down again, we're going to get to a little D-bag double oh, no, down. We're going to bring you right back. Okay. Yay! Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. <laughs> Um, Hollywood Life, you're on my list, but also so is Rebel Wilson. And uh, also there's something hinky going on with this weight loss narrative. Uh-oh. Let me explain. So um, here's an article from Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller, somebody who I haven't been hearing from much lately. Mostly because you haven't been listening for her. I'm just saying sometimes you have to like seek her out. Uh, Bonnie Fuller? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but I, I think um, she hasn't really done this Rebel Wilson treatment 
uh, on the regs the way a lot of celebrities or uh, tabloids have, but mm-hmm. we'll get to that in a minute. However, I saw this headline, Rebel Wilson shows off 60-pound weight loss in red cheetah print leggings while hiking. Pick. Uh- Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um. Okay, so that's a storyline I'm totally familiar with. It's right. very lazy yep. because all it does is boil Rebel Wilson down into a lady who lost 60 pounds. Yeah. Rebel Wilson goes for a walk in pants is basically what that also, was. Also, don't you like just start caring about the fact that um, maybe it's 59 now. Maybe it's 65. I don't know. It's you keep saying numbers at me and mm-hmm. I just feel like you're just being lazy. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, remember, this is not uh, just Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller. In fact, this is the first time I've seen this headline specifically on Bonnie Fuller. Hollywood Life, whatever it's called. Why is it so many words? Um, but typically you'll see it on places like the, the Daily, Daily Mail. Mail. Hello, etc. Yeah. And um, okay, that it's a long story. But here's the thing that I think is a little hinky. Please now head over to this Daily Mail article. Okay. Wild thing. Rebel Wilson shows off her 30 kilo weight loss in a pair of bright red cheetah print leggings. Um, let me go back to Bollywood Life by Honey Fuller or Hollywood Life by <laughs> Bonnie Fuller. Rebel Wilson shows off 60 pound weight loss in red cheetah print leggings while hiking. I mean, did who sold that? Headline? It's the same story. It's the same damn story. So same it's damn so headline. obvious. This is why I said I think Rebel Wilson uh, deserves some of this because I really truly feel like her people are pushing this. Yeah. Like, they're like, here are the photos. Now, I don't think they're writing the copy, but, like, these two stories are practically the same. Right. And they're both with the same photos. If they're not giving the copy, they're at least giving some pointers. Yeah. And providing the headlines. Because, literally, it's the same headline with the exception of one is in kilos because UK. Mm -hmm. But the other one, like, they all say Rebel Wilson, weight loss, cheetah print leggings, and hiking. All of those things exist in both of those headlines for the exact same photos. Are there um, the same quotes? I don't know. In each of them? Okay, because in the Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller article, uh, they share a quote about Rebel talking about how walking really was um, kind of the most important thing to her journey. Uh, she did other types of working out, but she also just walked a lot. I mean, let's be clear. The Daily Mail is just trash because it's like literally she yeah. lost part as part of her year of health. And then they 
recycle the same dumb thing. Yeah, then they're just like, here are all the other photos we have of Rebel Wilson that we've ever published before with the same words that we've already published. Um, But I'm just like, you guys, this just makes me believe more than ever that this was a strategic move on the part of Rebel Wilson's people to push this year of health narrative, which is fine because it's paid off dividends. We could bore you with song and dance Mm -hmm. of how this actually has, has... Benefited her. Benefited her, which is fine, but, like, I think we're past that now. Well... It's been a year after her year of health. I'm going to say something, and it's going to sound like it's not nice, and I don't want it to be true. Okay, well, this is a segment called Celebrities Behaving Badly, Lord and Lady D-Bag. But what this makes me believe is that there's really not much else to Rebel Wilson, and I don't want that to be true. My point is, if if there were if she if there was something else compelling to push about Rebel Wilson, they would pivot. But they're not pivoting. They're stuck on this, which makes me feel like if I were Rebel Wilson, I might be like, "Hey, I think I might need some new representation because you all think all I am is a body." Well, yeah, I mean, again, this is all that her people have been pushing. Were you here when we talked about what this is all? happening like when we came upon the reason this is all happening uh, i think she was gone her yeah. movie no what she is angling to be president <laughs> yes the next australian bachelorette are you serious yeah and holly refresh my memory because oh, you're yeah. a better memory than i well Rebel Wilson was doing an interview and we'll we'll paraphrase in as much as she was joking about being the next Australian bachelorette, but that her fee was too much. But she wanted to represent. It was such an obvious, like, you know, like. But she wanted to represent what real women look like on the Australian bachelorette. Mm -hmm. So that's why she should do it. So then it all started to click like, oh, year of Mm -hmm. health, sexy boyfriend. Oh, we broke up. Mm hmm. Where do I go now? <sighs> On the next season of Australian Bachelorette. Rebel Wilson. Uh, and her which high again, and her cheetah leggings. After her losing, cheetah leggings. I don't, after losing 60 pounds. If that's a goal and she's a celebrity, mm-hmm. good luck to her. But like, if we're not heading in that direction, I don't know. Girl got to come up with a new story because that's what I'm saying. you're, I would you're fire starting to make your, yourself look a little... A little... Um, Boring? Well, boring is not the word. Note? No, what's the word I'm looking for? Give me the right word. Shallow? <laughs> Bright. Grasping. Grasping. Uh, Aspirational? No, she's grasping. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, saying she's trying too hard. Yeah. Right? You just look... Um, no, what's the word? Desperate? Desperate. Thank you! We got there. <laughs> Yay! We're like miming over here. <laughs> Playing $25,000 Because when I saw these two headlines, I was like, oh... Wait, these are the same headlines. Somebody is pushing these out. It is not because I'm sorry, uh, Hollywood Life by Bonnie Fuller <laughs> it, and the Daily Mail are not like in They're bed not the together. same. They're not no. the same thing. So literally somebody just sent an email that says, "Look at these photos of Rebel showing off her weight loss in red cheetah print leggings while she's on a hike." Right. And these two outlets were like, "Well, <clears throat> We don't have anything else to say about let's, Rebel Wilson. Let's run with this. Which again, again, I, I, Rebel, here's my advice to you. I know you didn't ask. I don't care. Fire your people. Find find an outfit. Find a firm that is going to get to know you 
is going to understand what is unique about you and then is going to highlight that because you are more than just weight loss and pants, girlfriend. Thank you. You shine like the sun, Rebel Wilson, but you got to find that shine. And she's not. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Thank you. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we're going to have our Cheeto pet leggings on. Yes. Our Cheetah Pet? Our, che- our Cheetah chia pet? Print Oh, I think said Cheetah Pet leggings. I was like, oh, I'd wear those. Uh, those are just called my legs when I don't shave. Yeah, exactly. But you got to be careful that the, you know. <laughs> All right. When we come back. The growth. What's your favorite snack mix? What's, sorry, what's, well, you know, whatever. Stop what? it. I don't know. I'm melting down. Bye. What's your favorite part of the snack mix? You know, the 